welcome everyone to another week of Ramban al Torah. Um, we're still in, in a struggle with our enemies, and our learning should be for the hostages, or for the people who have been injured, and really for, for us to, to win a decisive victory, as we need very, very much. Okay, today, if there's a theme in today's Rambans, I would say it's a theme of the Ramban sort of closing his eyes and imagining what he's seeing and imagining relationships and imagining full-blown relationships, not just, you know, Avram was a tzaddik and Sar was a tzaddikess, and so they built a, a bias Naman be Yisrael. It's all true. But the Ramban sees it much more nuanced, and he, and he sees the people themselves. And for an example, if we start with the first Ramban on the, to- on the Pasuk, so the Pasuk says, Vayu chayei sara mea shana v'asim shana v'sheva shanim shnei chayei sara, v'atamos sara b'kiryas arba hi chevron b'eretz kinan, v'yavo avraham lispod l'sara v'liv kota. And all the Rishonim want to know, v'yavo avraham, where did he come from? Okay, so it's, it's an interesting question, and it's a fair question, and it has somewhat to do with the Akedah and how you view the Akedah. But everything the Ramban is about to say stems from the following postulate. And that is that Avram and Sarah had a real marriage and a real life together. And it's inconceivable that Avraham lived in, uh, I don't know, in Grar, lived someplace down south, and Sarah lived in Hebron. Of course they lived together, like all married people. Says the Ramban, first Rashi, Lashon Rashi. Where did he come from? So Rashi says, Mi'ber Sheva. Ve'enze lomar. So first of all, why would Rashi say Be'er Sheva? So the answer is because after the Akedah, it really has to, it depends on how you see the relationship between the Akedah and the death of Sarah. But for Rashi that saw the Akedah as being the cause of Sarah's death, Vayashav Avraham al Ne'arav Vayakum Vayalchu Yachdov El Be'er Sheva Vayeshev Avraham Be'er Sheva so the end of that Akedah makes it clear. Avram lived in Beersheba, and Avram returned to Beersheba. And so if Sarah lived in, if Sarah died and Avram came to Hebron, apparently he came from Beersheba. But the Ramban won't hear it. It can't be that that means that Avram lived there. Right? How could it be that Avram lived in Beersheba and Sarah lived in Hebron? So in theory, you could say, well, of course it could be. You know, they lived in separate places. So in mind, it's impossible, right? We've seen this before. It's impossible. They had a deep, loving relationship. They cared about each other. They did things together. Can't be. So says the Ramban, If you want to accept Rashi's approach, okay, Avram had some business meeting in, in Be'er Sheva. He was there and he heard about Sarah's death. Okay, and then he returned from there to, to mourn Sarah. Right, that's the Medrash, that after the Akeda he returned to, to Beersheba. Obviously, according to the Medrash, that the cause of Sarah's death was hearing about the Akeda. So this makes complete sense. Says the Ramban, and this is it's an interesting thing in the Ramban. You know, the Ramban wrote most of his parish in Spain. 
At the age of 71, when the Ramban became the first Jew ever to be exiled to Israel, so he saw a lot of the geography and he made changes to his parish. And I think this is one of the changes that he made. Now he's in Eretz he says as follows. Of course, Avraham was in Beersheva when God told him to take Yitzchak and to Shecht him. He wasn't in Hebron. Why not? Um, he, uh, okay. Says the Ramban, I'm here now. If you take the highway from Yushalayim to Be'er Sheva, so when you leave Yushalayim, the sign says 80 kilometers. How much is it? How much does it take? How long does it take to travel? So historians think that you, on a donkey, in regular conditions, you could do 30 kilometers a day. Okay? So obviously, Beersheva, it's 10 kilometers from outside Yerushalayim. It's, it's almost exactly 90 kilometers to the Makom HaMikdash, says the Ramban. That's a three-day journey. Hebron's not a three-day journey. Hebron isn't even, maybe it's 30 kilometers. I don't even think Hebron is 30 kilometers from Yerushalayim. It wouldn't take him three days. So the Ramban now is, now is in Eretz Yisrael. He sees the land and he says, he must have been in Beersheba when God appeared to him. Okay, so then, Now it's a bit problematic, right? He had to go back to Beersheba. Why? Because that's what the Paul success by Yashav Avram the Beersheba. But to do so, you know, the way a map looks, it's Yushalayim, Chevron, Beersheba. He would have to go all, all the way past Chevron back to Beersheba. So that supports the Ramban's idea that it's true that Avram lived in Beersheba at the time and that the death of Sarah had nothing to do with the Akedah. It happened years later. Years later, they moved from Beersheba, both of them together, they moved from Beersheba to Hebron. And that's where Sarah died, in Kiryat Arba, he Hebron. And that's where Sarah died. But the Akedah was a three-day journey from, um, from Beersheba to the place. Now, I should point out to you that the Ramban does recognize, and it's possible also, Rashi also probably knew that Hebron was too close. Says the Ramban, it's possible that God told Avraham about the Akedah in Hebron, but he didn't tell him where. And so Avraham, you know, traveled to Yushalayim, and he kept walking around, and he kept searching to the place where the Akedah was supposed to take place, but God didn't tell him where, and that's what took three days. Okay, another possibility, but the Ramban is not a big fan of that, of that approach. Next approach. Aval, achar yamim rabim nosam me'erz plishtim uvalu chavron v'niftura shamat tzadeket. Okay, he thinks the truth is they lived in Beersheva. After they lived in Beersheva, they moved back to Chevron, and that's where Sarah died, unrelated to the Akedah. Aval lefi amedrash s'richim anu lomar ki Avraham v'Sarah bizman ha'Akedah hayu during b'Chevron v'Sham nitztava. But according to the medrash, which the Ramban wants to give respect to, no, they lived in Chevron. Uma Shama Bayoma Shishi, as I just said, Vaisavra Masainov, right, Vaya Bayoma Shiji, K 
God didn't tell him where to go. He forced him to walk around. Okay. Okay, so if you want to say that the Medrash is right, right, says the Ramban, okay. They they started in, they lived in Hebron. It took him three days because God didn't give him directions and his ways didn't work and he wasn't sure where the where it was supposed to take place. Afterwards, Avram bypassed Hebron, went all the way to Beersheba because that was like a holy place for him. That's where he built his Eishel. That's where Vayikra B'Shem Hashem. And then Sarah died and he returned to her. Okay. Now, now the Ramban says, okay, those are all the interesting Mepharshim. But now the Ramban says, I have to tell you what I think the simple Pshat in the Pasuk is. And it's it's staggeringly original. Right, that's what everybody says. But says the Ramban, Sarah had her own tent, and her own servants. When Lavan is looking for the trafim that, that Rachel stole, he goes to the Oel Yaakov and Oel Rivka and Oel, I'm sorry, Oel Rachel, Oel Leah, etc. They all had their own tents. When it says, it just means Avraham came from his own tent to Sarah's tent. Um, okay, it's as simple as that. Vayavo doesn't mean he came from another place. It means he came from 50 feet away. He came from a hundred, you know, that's where he lived. Another possibility. Or, Vayavo simply means he prepared himself to give a hesped for Sarah. Right? In the Torah, ba'elal means I've prepared, I'm coming to do something. What's he coming to do? He's coming to give a hesped. Okay? So again, the main point I want to make in this Ramban is that the Ramban is unwilling to, to imagine a world in which Sarah and Avraham do not live in the same place because they're, they're, they're really married. Okay? What does he really think? He thinks either Avram lived in Beersheba, that's a three-day journey to Yerushalayim, that's where God appeared to him, and that's why he returned to Beersheba. And after that, years later, Sarah dies when they move back to Hebron. Right? That's one possibility. The better possibility, says the Ramban, is it doesn't mean anything about coming from far away. Vayavah Avraham simply means he was in his own tent, he heard that Sarah died, he then went to, to, went to Sarah's tent, and Vayavah either means he came or he prepared to give a husband. Okay, that's the first Ramban. The second Ramban is the beginning of the story of Avraham sending Eliezer. It's the longest story. I think it's the longest parak in the Torah, 67 Psukim. Avraham sending Eliezer to find a wife for Rivka. I'm sorry, to find a wife for Eliezer. Okay, and what's interesting there is the whole introduction. Says the Pasuk there, so a whole discussion in Rishon and Bakol 
it was a ben, it was a bat, it was a gift for him that he didn't have a daughter because who would she marry, right? Interesting ideas. But the Ramban doesn't want to talk about that first. First, he says, why would Abraham go and, and make Eliezer do this? Why would he not do it himself? Chazara katuv lemar came. Why did he choose Eliezer to tell? He saw he was getting old. If he sends a stam to the land he grew up in, he'll die. And then what will happen? He didn't pick some unnamed servant. He picked Eliezer. Somebody Yitzchak knew. And somebody Yitzchak would respect and somebody Yitzchak would understand is doing what his father wanted. Right? It's not just anybody. He picked the person who Yitzchak grew up with, who ran Avraham's home. So therefore, if something happened to Avraham, Yitzchak, who the Ramban assumes knew that Avram was sending Eliezer to find him a wife, would listen to Eliezer and marry the woman who he brought back. Okay, that's the first Ha'ar the Ramban has. It's an interesting one. Next, Vashem Beirachat Avram Bakol. What does it mean, Bakol? So the Ramban says, simple pshat. Ba'osher unis nechasim v'chavod orech yamim uvanim. It means exactly what we would think. Wealth and a long life. And children. Vizod kol chemdat adam. What else could a person want? Vihizkira katuv zelomar ki ayas shalem bakol. Lo chaser davar zulati sheyire banim livno. Sheyin chaluma alato ukvodo. Vilachen hitavelaze. Right? The Torah tells Avraham had everything, except including a boy. But he didn't have a grandson. He didn't have a continuation. His continuation was still in doubt. So at the end of his life, when he's Zakein Babayamim, of course that's what he wants. And so he sends Eliezer, and that's the explanation for the whole story. Okay? Good. Third Ramban. Although here too, I think you see, it's interesting, I should just mention this. You know, I mentioned before that the Rashi talks about Ben, Bigamatra being uh, Bakol, Bigamatra being Ben, and somebody else saying it means he had a bad and her name was Bakol. The Ramban doesn't need any of that, and he sort of rejects it. But I should admit to you that the Ramban then says, right? All these ideas of Bakol having another meaning, the Ramban says, it, it's a very, very deep idea. And sometimes I think, you know, there's sort of marginally Kabbalistic ideas in the Ramban that I think people like us have access to. This, I think, we have no access to. We're not going to do it. You should know the Ramban thinks there's a deep, deep explanation for Hashem Barachat Avraham Bakol, but he thinks the Pshat explanation is what we said, which is literally Avraham had everything except for a continuation, a child, a wife, and a child for Yitzhak. Therefore, that's the explanation for why he sent Eliezer. Okay, third Ramban. This, again, speaks to human emotions and the Ramban seeing people as real and not just, you know, as I, I mentioned before, not just sort of 2D people. Okay? Um, says the Pasuk at the very, very end of the story of Eliezer bringing back a wife for Yitzchak, 
the Torah says, he told him the story, Yitzchak brought her to the tent of Sarah. It's interesting, the Ramban is going to comment on why That's wholly unnecessary. He was consoled for his mother. So the Ramban is going to deal with all of this. Says the Ramban, Vitam Hakatuv Ki Yisaper Bikavod Shenahag Yitzchak Biimo. The Torah is telling us indirectly the incredible respect that Yitzchak Avinu had for his mother Sarah. Ki Me'ed Shemeta Sarah, from the time that Sarah died, Lo Natu Ohala. They didn't pitch her tent. Meaning, two things are going on here. First, they sort of, you know, they retired Sarah's tent. Nobody else was going to live in it. But this, the second idea you get is that at this point, Yitzhak was in charge. Avram was still alive, but he attributes to Yitzhak this idea that they didn't pitch Sarah's tent. Ki amru, lo tavo isha acheret elol Right? No one else, no other woman, even if Avram's going to remarry, no other woman is going to live in the tent of the saintly Sarah. Right in in some bizarre way, Lahabdil Elif Alfi Abdalos when they retire a jersey for somebody. Hey, nobody's going to wear that jersey. No one's going to be good at that as that player. They retired Sarah's tent. Rivka. But when Yitzchak met Rivka, Hevia El Ol Hahu Lichvoda. Right, he brought her. He pitched his mother's tent again, and he brought her to that tent. Visham Likacha. And that's where he had relations with her. Says the Ramban, it's such a strange, why does the Torah say, I'm putting words in the Ramban's mouth, but I think this is really pshat. Why does the Torah say, The Ramban thinks, of course he loved her. She was his wife. They had real marriages. They had real relationships. The Avos, you know, were human beings also. They were great, but they're human beings. Why would the Torah have to tell me and the answer is because of the next word, he was consoled. The Ramban says Yitzchak loved his mother. Now, again, w- without trying to be too psychological, you know, Yitzchak's father tried to kill him. Now, he didn't, and, you know, the Akeda had some impact, presumably, on the relationship between Yitzchak and, and Avraham. But Sarah was always supportive of Yitzchak. Sarah was the one who kicked out Yishmael. Sarah was the one who saw Yitzchak as the continuation of Avraham. And apparently Yitzchak loved her deeply because of that and mourned her deeply. He had no consolation. Till he really loved Rivka. And the love for Rivka, as awkward as, as it sounds, replaced the love that he had for his mother. Right? We wouldn't want to talk that way because it's, it sounds funny. But the Ramban's not afraid to talk that way. He loved his mother. He had no place and no way to express that love going forward. Then he met Rivka. And she reminded him of his mother. And loving his wife replaced the love that he had for his mother. Kimatam she ish Why else would the Torah mention 
They were married. Of course he loved her. So the Ramban is saying no. The Torah tells you that he loved her. Therefore, It wasn't just a coincidence. Had he not loved his wife, he would not have been consoled over his mother. But because he did, he was consoled over his mother. Next point. She became Right, He saw her greatness, and because of that, he fell in love with her, and he was consoled through her. Right, we all, we all learned this message when we were little kids. That, and I think Rashi quotes it, right? When Sarah was alive, there were three miracles that happened continuously. There was a ner daluk, there was a candle that burned all the time. There was an anan kashur al ha'ohel, right? There was a cloud over the tent marking it as a makom ashina. And there was bracha mitsuya bi'isa. And the dough had a blessing in it, meaning they had little dough. And, you know, much more challah than you would have expected grew out of that little bit of dough. Those are three brachot. And when Rivka returned to the tent of Sarah, all of these things happened. Okay? The ner was the lake, the anan was kashur, and the bracha was mitsuya bi'isa. Okay? Unrelated. There's a famous legend in our yeshiva that when they decided to build the yeshiva in the place that is in Alon Shvut, so Rav Amital, you know, saw from a distance, and he asked somebody, you know, what do you see? And the person said, I, I don't see anything. And Rav Amital said, you know, right, that's the place for the yeshiva. There's a cloud there signifying, okay, anyway, that's the pshat in Onkelos. So the Ramban thinks that, you know, Yitzchak deeply loved his wife, and that's why he was consoled for his mother. Last Ramban, very end of the parsha, a small but a really meaningful one. Um, it's Perek Chafhei Pasuk Chet. Says the Pasuk, Vayigva Vayamat Avraham Biseva Tova Zakein Visavea Vaye Osef Alamav. It's interesting, like Avraham doesn't get the big send off, right? Chayei Sarah is Sarah's death. At the end of Chayei Sarah, Avraham dies. He dies. Biseva tova zaken visavea. What does that mean? So says the Ramban, zaken visavea, shera'a kol mishalot libo visava kol tova. He re- he saw all of his dreams fulfilled and he was literally satiated with days. Vechain usva yamim. Shesava nafsho biyamim. He was full of his days. When Avraham sat, you know, on his lazy boy, at the end of the day, he wasn't missing anything. He didn't think to himself, oh, I wish X, I wish Y, I wish I had another yacht, I wish something else would happen. No. Everything of value that he had wanted came true. Right? What a gift. What a great gift. So that a person who leaves this world is not missing anything. He just looks back and, and he feels proud of himself for his accomplishments. 
He feels proud of himself for the family that he raised. He feels all these things is what, is what Avram felt. Shelo, now, now why is it? Vuhu sipur chaste Hashem batzadikim umida tova bahem. What is the great thing that God got, does for tzadikim? Shelo yit avu They don't desire excess things. It's not that they're okay with a piece of bread and a, and a, and a cup of water. No. But what God gave them is exactly what they wanted. As opposed to You gave him exactly what he desired. Right? This is something I used to see often as a lawyer. Right? A person, I don't know, makes $500,000 a year. He wants a million. He makes a million, he wants two million. He makes two, he wants four. It's unfortunately, it's human nature. Maybe it's how God made us, but God didn't make tzaddikim that way. The idea that you could say at some point in your life, my house is big enough, I make enough money, I can give tzedakah, I can support my family. I'm genuinely grateful for that, as opposed to what we often see, which is however much money you have, you have another opportunity and you invest it in and it can go south. You don't do, says, says Rahman, Sadiqim don't do that. Va'amrubo, and therefore most, about most people it said, Ein adam Right? If you have unlimited desire, then sadly, your desire will never be fulfilled. In fact, says the Rahman, the quote is, even half your desire won't be fulfilled. Yesh biyadom maneh, mitaveh mataim. Hisiga yadolam mataim, mitaveh la'asoto arbameot. You always want more. You can't be stopped. If you love money, you'll never have enough money. Okay, that's a really, really important point. It's not just that Avraham got everything he desired. It's that he he didn't desire everything. He desired the things that he needed. He desired the things that, that that mattered to him. He didn't desire a bigger yacht. Another pshat. The Medrash says that when a tzaddik is about to die, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Marhelahem letzadikim matan scharan shehu atid litein lahem laolam haba v'nafsham siveya v'hem yishenim. The other pshat is when a tzaddik is about to die, Hakadosh Baruch Hu shows him what his rewards going to be in olam haba, and he feels good about himself, and he leaves this world with a feeling of goodness. So we saw four Rambans today. The theme, I think, of the Rambans that we saw today is the Ramban sees the Avos, sees Avraham and Sarah, not just as Sadiqim, but as real people. Real people in that they had a real marriage and they lived together. Real people in that Vashem Barachat Avraham Bakol. It means real things, real values, real possessions. Yitzchak loved Sarah and that's why he was consoled for his mother. And finally, the last idea is Zakein Usvayamim, the same thing, that Avram was a tzaddik, and Avram was happy and fulfilled and satisfied with his own accomplishments and with his own possessions. And unlike Rishaim, and it, it's such a curse, meaning, oh, if Kesef, lo Yisba Kesef, you'll never be happy. There'll never be enough money. There's always somebody in the world who has more money than you, and maybe this means you're jealous of them. But to be a tzaddik, says the Ramban, is to not want moterot. I have enough. I'm comfortable with what I have. 
and therefore I'm a happy person, and therefore I feel proud of my life. Okay, that's it for today. Yashkoch to everybody. Shabbat Shalom, and see you next week. 